This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. Sam and Greg, how you doing? Uh, it's Saturday morning, 13th day of all. I like doing it just once in a while. It's just fun to say, how you doing? Um, I got to a niece of mine that who lives way out in Oregon, and she didn't know anything about New Yorkers or people saying that. I taught her like she was like 12 years old. So I said, when I say, how you doing? You say, I'm aight. <laughs> now, that's like a thing with us. Anyway, Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday morning. Say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a special good morning. You find folks in Shambly. 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 Yeah, home of the Bulldogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a birthday I need to sing. Matter of uh, fact, they have a oh. section of, of oh. Peachtree right there in Shambly where it becomes known, I think it's Peachtree Boulevard. I, I think because, you know, Peachtree Street, it's Peachtree Road. It's Peachtree Industrial. You know that. Everybody knows. I don't know if everybody knows that. <laughs> that, is, that is, that's all the same street. Okay. But just for a stretch of that street right in the Shambly area, it's called Peachtree Boulevard. Okay. Same, uh, same road, same street. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I'm, I'm surprised how many people don't know that Peachtree Industrial is Peachtree Road, is Peachtree Street. Well, I'm sorry. Say that again. I lost you. The Peachtree Industrial Boulevard is Peachtree Road, and it's Peachtree Street. You yeah, know, it's all the same road. Yeah. Okay. It, I mean, different names, and we got so many different streets named Peachtree in this town. It confuses the folk. But that's one that's the same road. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I I have to take care of something here right now, and and, you, and converse. I'm going to turn this around. What are you, what are you, so what are you I want you to I want you to listen, Sam, because I got to do this, and I'm doing it live, and I have somebody on the phone who's not going to be coming on with us, but they're going to come on another time. But I have to do. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Okay. And that is for Natalia. Okay. All right. I am on the air right now. I have somebody listening, and you know how I catch you know what from my father's caregiver, uh, Radicia? Yes. Who we call Roddy? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's her daughter. Ah. And, and, and anytime Djokovic comes up in, in any kind of conversation, I, I get her, you know, yeah. her, 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 yeah. her pride comes out. Let's yes. just put it that way. How about that? And lets me know how much she feels about him and how much of a knucklehead I am. Yo. Well, because of what she does for my father, it was a no-brainer for me when Natalia's birthday came up and who I've met, who's a student, by the way, I think at Florida State. Okay. Yeah, student at Florida State. Yeah. And she has another daughter, too, who's a like a big wig, 
uh, with the weed. government, and she's she's based in Turks. Uh, excuse me, Trinidad and Tobago. Ooh, yeah, buddy. That's not a bad assignment. That ain't a bad assignment at all. Right? Not at all. That, <laughs> yeah. So send, she, she, send me there. She is a proud parent, but I promised her last week I was going to sing Happy Birthday, and I forgot to do it. And so I'm doing it right now. So I wanted to get that out. But when our birthdays come, they're not too far. She, I want her to sing Happy Birthday to us in Serbian, which she has done before. Really? Yes, it, it's something special. So okay. I need you to talk for a minute make sure this is recorded. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you want to talk for a minute? Well, we, we will because this week we're going to talk, when, we're going to talk about this, this segment. Uh, the news this week about Serena Williams and the fact that she's going to evolve uh, away from uh, the pro tennis tour, and we had a chance to talk with Karen Fustina, uh earlier in our in our, in our show. At six forty, she joined us. Karen up early, um, just talking about Serena, uh, her legacy, uh, what she might expect her to do uh, in the future. And you know what, Eric, she can do whatever she wants to do. I Absolutely. Mean, well, you have to think that she's going to start doing some analyst work if she wants to dedicate. The I don't time know if she that. wants to do that. You know, really. Even if, even just for the the big events, people want to see her. She's going to want to be seen. Yeah, but there are a lot of different things she can do to be seen other than just being being an analyst. I think that's the thing. When you do what she's done, the way she's done it, she's got all kind of platforms out there that she could could be. She could, you know, I could, they could make her a special contributor to one of some of the morning. Morning news shows. Okay. Oh, man. Make mean, well, right, well, the four-letter yeah. network probably will call her immediately. So and, probably that or, and, uh, or, or, or Today's Show. Okay. Or, or, I and, mean, and, you know, of course, you know, we all know, if you don't know, she's a heck of a businesswoman. Yeah. So very much, I guarantee very much. you whatever her next business, business venture is going to be will be significant. Yeah. So uh, know, Fashion. Fa- absolutely. Uh, fashion. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's uh, the Venus and Serena. They yes. have their own line, which very has been much. doing very well. Of course, they're both – Minority owners of the Miami Dolphins. Yep. You know, we got to see, I want to see more minorities getting a bigger stake in ownership. Right. Um, and we've heard of that recently with the with, with the Broncos, with, right. with, with uh, Lewis Hamilton, yeah. who, who happens to be friends of theirs. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, Serena will do many things. And I bet you she will get into some type of entertainment as well, whether it's a movie production company. You know, at one time people like were that. talking about her. Taking a role as like of like a, a female superhero, <laughs> I can see that that she would do. And I was like, yeah, yeah if, if, if she wanted to. The do The question that, is, does she have the you know the acting ability to play a lead like that? Because she'd be more of a, a secondary role, but to be a, a yeah, primary feature, she you would know, that, need some I, you know what? Yeah, she'd have some work to do, but she could be somebody's sidekick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the secondary the side, role would yeah. come in, and I think you know. It, it would be curious just to see how she would okay. do with that. If Sylvester Stallone can play a superhero at 74, whatever he well, is. Well, she already showed us in the direct TV commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. She when got, she comes out in the Wonder Woman yeah, outfit and right. starts knocking yeah. off things with the tennis balls, yeah, right? So, hey. so she's got some practice in with that. Yeah, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, I, Serena Williams' career is going to go on for years and years and years or whatever the next chapter is. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just a matter of how she chooses to wrap things up if New York is – uh, the final one, which yeah. you know, the nighttime matches. She's played so many matches there at night, right? And um, and Nike has always provided her with some something very unique. Mm-hmm. I think that was the home of the cat suit uh, <laughs> uh, that, that she came out and and and, and played. The, and what color was that one? Was it was that the black. yellow one. It was, was the no, black one. The black, okay. the black yeah, one. Yeah, that, that one that made the You know what I mean? That's okay. um, she came out in in that, and Maria Sharapova showed up in one that looked like a, a after five. 
kind of thing that they, they dressed her up in. So, I mean, they've, you know, she's done that type thing and left that kind of impression of people in New York. So you just wonder what New York has in store for her. Yes. And, and if you don't get her name on some place, what place? Testing will, one, two. Put her, you know, you there? I've been here for like, like I just was gone for a second. Y'all okay. turned me completely off. No, I've been well, sir, here trying. I, you had that. You were talking to somebody in the background. Yeah. So, so we had to. I got that, but yeah. I came back in just a second there. Okay. Anyway, well, I, I put you in queue. I was I, waiting for you to say, "Hey, I'm back." I've been, I've been saying that. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. Okay, Turn well, me up. I'm if sorry. you, if you, if you had to put her name on something, someplace, what would you put her name on? You talking about Serena? Yeah. Something that may not be part of what we view now anyway because of the changing nature of technology i was going to say this last week and i want and this is a continuation of me um and eric gives me heck about it and, and that's fine it's just you know being older you know you don't follow what kids are doing technology and technology the way it moves it's like the it's as if it's on the autobahn so whatever is happening three months ago will be surpassed by something in you know by by new year's that will be something that the folks are watching online or technically technology wise and as it bleeds into other areas it may be something that she may be on the tip of that's not you know vastly known right now listen you oh, guys yeah. i heard you guys talking about the fashion thing they've already conquered they already know what they're doing there there'll be some sort of connection maybe with with active wear within her sport which i think she already does but you know she got all kind of stuff not just she, active wear yeah. she, she came on QVC years ago and I stopped to watch because she's out on these jeans and she said I'll be back with jeans that fit us she, I said well I'm get, going to get my popcorn <laughs> she <laughs> she may come up with something or be a part of something that enhances the lives of young mothers ah that are active. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, again, there, to ask, to, 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 to try to figure out what she could make better that's already existing, I think she may be a part of something that, a void that isn't there yet, yeah. you know, and, and, and put her name on that. All right. You know? All nobody, right. nobody thought that George Foreman could take grills the way they went to, right? So... Were you trying to say we want to see if Serena can cook? No, I ain't saying nothing about that. <laughs> yes, you just did. That, that was, a, that was the first thing that you thought of, Miss Crenshaw. You know. I ain't say nothing about that. I said putting her name on something. I got I got, I got, got to put a name on something right here. Sam and Greg, by, by the way. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929, <laughs> the game after 9. com available everywhere on the Odyssey app on this Saturday morning, along with uh, Eric Slaughter, the other side of the glass. And we, talk, we want to talk some in this segment about what they've done for Bill Russell as far as the NBA goes. But how about this yes. for Serena? Would you put her name on a facility? I say put her name on the stadium at Indian Wells. Oh, I know where you're going with that one. Absolutely. I know where you're going with I that one. I say put her name on the stadium yeah. at Indian Wells. Yeah. Now, I know but that's like her favorite tournament. To no, play. it's well, not. Well, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's no, it's why not. he's doing that. And okay. I say put her it. name on the, field, on the stadium at Indian Wells because that was a place where there was an, when, yeah. was, when they were very young, and there was some, um, some some racial overtones, okay, yep. and some things that came out of the crowd there with her father. And there's Williams sisters stayed away from that tournament for years. Yep, they refused to go and play Indian Wells, which is which is sad because they're from California, and it's one of the few tournaments still left in California. They just went back here a couple of years ago. Okay, they went back to return to play there. I think if you're going to put her name on a place, obviously you got you know if there's anywhere in New York. You already got Billie Jean King's on the whole complex. You got Arthur Ashe on the biggest tennis stadium in the world. Why not put her on Indian Wells 
because it's in her home state of California. Dude, let me, and let me, because of what that, you know, because it takes on a kind of meaning you talk about with Jackie Robinson's 42 right. and with Bill Russell's six. And, Greg, we talked about what other number could have that type of impact that a league would say nobody else wear that uh, or where you could put someone's name, I think. And universally respected, too. Yeah, so you yeah. got to be – yeah, that's the key, too. That person uh, – what they meant to the sport and them as just an individual, their their personality and their their who they are, the characteristics are beyond reproach. I I, I think that's that that's almost you know, Indian Wells and and Miami almost seen as unofficial majors, and since we have so few tennis tournaments in this country anymore, there used to be tennis tournaments every week in this country yeah, back right. in, yeah. back back in the days of the WCT and uh, Virginia Slims tour. They play every week here. Australian Open did away with that because there was, you know, Australian Open moved from late in the year to the first of the year, and that's when we played the American Indoor Circuit. All the indoor tournaments are gone now except for one. I think there's one that remains. Two things, and and, and one is I while those are great and that would send a long-term message to what they used to be or how they used to treat people there, I think of a facility being built that becomes affordable to young people, period. I'm not talking about color, whatever. Just young people who can't. You know, it's like St. Jude's Hospital. Danny Thomas put that thing together for people who didn't have the means to go to the top hospitals. Children's right. Hospital, right? Families couldn't afford it. Don't worry, St. Jude's will take care of you. This tennis facility, and you put it, if not Compton, you put it in Inglewood, which is where SoFi is. I know about Inglewood. That's like that area that was sort of downtrodden for all these years. I ain't going to call it the hood, but that's why they got the, the, the deals that they get because it wasn't – they weren't put in Beverly Hills. So Inglewood area, you got the new forum that's being built uh, – um, uh, Clippers owner. For the Clippers. Yeah, right. Balmer is, is, is redoing that and blowing up that area. And if you put a tennis facility, first class, yeah. with their name on it, and okay. L.A. in that area, with those other facilities around there, you're talking about a whole new area of L.A. that becomes attractive for businesses. You have these three facilities from three different sports. Could you imagine having a tennis tournament there? With their playing at the Williams Center, whatever you know, Venus Arena. And, and I tell you what, that would do. That would bring pro tennis back to L.A. Yes, right it would. now L.A. doesn't have a pro tennis tournament, and, and that, which, that, which that's unbelievable, that's, right? It's that's unbelievable, unbelievable. unbelievable. Uh, for many years, the men's tournament played at the uh, facility at UCLA that was built for the Olympics back in the eighties. Right. They that tennis complex became the home for UCLA tennis, and they played the men's stop there for the many years. But uh, right now, there's there's no men's or women's ATP or WTA event in Los Angeles. The second biggest city in the country. Yes. And I'm just saying that would, for me, if you're going to put your money someplace and put your name on something, that's an obvious one for them to have their name at a place that's going to have probably state-of-the-art, a state-of-the-art facility that'll probably be up and running and ready to house a top tournament, say, in a decade. That's that's where I'd want to concentrate. To, to, to put a cap on what you were saying earlier, though, about a number being retired, when you and I talked about this, the only number I could think of for a major sport would be uh, football isn't going to happen, and you and I talked about that. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. And, and I don't think it would, and it, it, it pales in comparison to the other two, but 99 for Gretzky, not just because of who he was as a player, but because he is credited with – bringing hockey to the masses in America when he yeah. went to LA from Edmonton. Right. right. So that'd be the only, that'd be the only other number. And of course, when you talk about his number and you know, everybody, every, 
hockey, they know who Gretzky is. So that would probably be the only one I could think of. Uh, Gents, before we go to break real quick, um, I wanted to do two producer notes. Uh, on the 92.com uh, text line, JR from Kennesaw says, thank you, Greg, for including Kennesaw in the morning shout-outs. <laughs> yeah, okay, and, my pleasure. And the Loganville third-grade football team says they're listening to us as they get ready to practice today for their uh, new season. So shouts out to the Loganville third-grade Football team. Shout out Third grade, starting out young. Loganville. Yeah. Way Loganville. To go out there. All right. Hey, Sam, what they got Loganville? I need to go out there and get something to eat. Where, where they, they get some good things to eat? I don't know they sell Corvettes out there. Really? Yeah, man, Corvettes. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of racing, we're going to talk about Bubba Wallace and his new contract coming up later on in the show. <laughs> uh, but up next, get back to this Falcons uh, game from last night. First preseason up in Detroit. Um from everybody that we've heard from and the three of us, we feel like it was a success. We're going to talk to Aaron Freeman about that up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning, the 13th day of August. You know when I hear music like this from back in the day, what I think of, Sam? What's that? Max Hedrum. Oh, oh you, you know what? And yeah, I'm glad you went there. <laughs> because at some point, we got to talk about this hologram Harry Carey. Oh, because I have the, not seen that. Somebody went, you didn't see the hologram? I, I didn't see Carey? the I have not seen the I've been a little The hologram busy. Harry Carey uh, made an appearance at the Field of Dreams game. We're going to talk about it. Oh, other, that's, a, that's probably why I didn't see it. That's a whole other, whole, yeah. whole, whole other you know, but, but we'll get into that in a minute. We, we don't take time from our guests. Yeah, no, we don't. And I want to, uh, before we get out, bring our guests out here, I want to thank you guys um, for allowing me to do that little thing there. That was mostly for my father, but the people who take care of my father, um, you let me do that little happy birthday to her. And so thank you for letting me uh, do that. Um, listen, this guy, I want to read. First of all, we're going to welcome Aaron Freeman on, host of a Lockdown Falcons podcast. And to get started, I think he said it all uh, in a tweet he put out a few hours ago. And I'm going to, Aaron, forgive me, but I'm going I'm to reach into your business here. He wrote, um, I remember walking out of a bar smiling when Matt Ryan hit Michael Jenkins versus the Bears to lead the Falcons on an improbable comeback back in 2008. It was a new era for Falcons football. And he finished it by saying, I had that same feeling tonight on Ritter to Bernhardt. We got to welcome Aaron Freeman to the show. Aaron, good morning. Thank you for being a part of it. And is that smile still there? Yeah. Now you, you reminded <laughs> me of, of what I thought last night as I was laying in bed. Yeah. And it's, it's still there. You know, the Falcons have not been a fun football team in the preseason for many summers. I think they were 1-15 going into last night's game. And now they're 2-15. Going uh, after last night's game, and it's nice to have a fun, scrappy Falcons football team that didn't give up, and to see some brightness in their young quarterback. And you're hoping that he he may be the future for this football team. And I think we saw that on that final drive, making a big play uh, to win the Falcons game. And it's been a long time since we've been able to smile after a Falcons preseason game. We are smiling this morning. Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Aaron Freeman, uh, and he is social. You can find him on Twitter. <laughs> At uh, Falcfans, F-A-L-C-F-A-N-S. Um, he, is, he is social. And uh, I'm going to ask you this, though. 
you 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 being you know excited about a quarterback that wasn't drafted in the first round. I don't know what you went into the game expecting, and then what do you expect next? Yeah, um, you know, I think that's going to be the interesting question because I, I did not go into this game with high expectations for Ritter, and I think that's part of the reason why you you come out of this game smiling, feeling you know a lot better about the young quarterback who, by all accounts, was not having a great training camp, wasn't you know was too inconsistent, and you saw glimpses of that on Friday night. You know, two bad throws, an interception that was wiped out by a penalty, another interception that was dropped by the defender. But you also saw some really good things from the young quarterback. So I think he exceeded expectations. I have been thinking about this for um, since for a little while, but especially last night when I watched the game. And I don't know if there's any documentation to this. But I wonder if there's an argument that can be made when people sit back and they want to put people like Desmond Ritter in a certain category of rookie quarterbacks and compare him to others when guys coming out that are parents – have a different sort of mental makeup than single men, especially at that young age. This guy became a parent a lot younger than a lot of other people. And I'm just wondering if that, you know, having to have to grow up a lot quicker than others plays into how his approach is toward not just the game, but how he looks at everything a little bit differently. And he doesn't have those years to kind of mature because he had to do it earlier. Do you think that's something worthy of talking about and, and putting on him? Absolutely. I think so. Um, I, I think, you know, anybody sees this in, in the real world with, with people that, you know, were very immature and then sort of have to start figuring things out when you become a parent uh, and, and add that maturity. And I think that's been one of the positives about Desmond Ritter and his game, the poise, the intangibles, all those various things. We, we know it's not going to be easy for whoever is the Falcons quarterback this season and in the future, it's not going to be an easy path ahead of them. And so I think that's going to help Desmond Ritter go a long way, that maturity, uh, that poise, uh, to kind of essentially weather the storm, uh, whatever may come his way as the Falcons starting quarterback in the coming years. Spend the time on the waitforit.com outline this morning with Aaron Freeman. Talking Falcons, the Falcons getting the win in their preseason debut last night over the Detroit Lions. What's next? A lot of people think, well, in order for this passing game to work the way it really should work, Aaron, you got to see a better running game, a more consistent running game than we saw uh, last season. Did you see some flashes of that that caught your attention last night? Yeah, I thought that, you know, Arthur Smith came out of the game, came out of gates, you know, committed to running the football. Uh, And you saw some, some good runs from the starting offensive line. You still have some question marks. On that offensive line, you know, uh, we don't know who's going to be the starting center week one. We think we know who the starting left guard and right tackle are going to be. Um, but uh, we'll just sort of have to see what those competitions and how they unfold uh, the rest of the summer. But I think next week against the Jets have very formidable front. Um, and I think that will be a great litmus test to see how far this offensive line has come along to see if, they can, you know, continually be this balanced offense that Arthur Smith wants to be. But I, you saw some flashes. Tyler Algier made some nice runs. Quadro Olson had some nice runs. Uh, Damian Williams had some nice runs. So uh, I think the Falcons are okay at the running back position moving forward. It's just really a question of do they have the horses up front to sort of guide them to where they want to be. 
That's Aaron Freeman. He's joining Sam and Greg here at Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929thegame.com as we talk about the Falcons. There's people out there right now probably figuring we're being very disrespectful because we aren't even talking about the guy who actually is going to start at quarterback. Not much tape on him from last night, but your thoughts on what you know and what you hope to see maybe in the next game from Mariota. Yeah, I thought Mariota was solid last night. You know, we saw him use his legs quite a bit. We saw him make a couple of nice throws. Uh, you know, led the Falcons down the field in scoring drive primarily with his legs, but made some critical throws. Had that big play to Drake London on the throw of the middle, had a big third down conversion um, to Kadero Hodge. So you saw what you wanted to see out of Marcus Mariota. But I think we kind of already know what Marcus Mariota is, and I think that's part of it where, he, you know, despite playing well and, and being very much on track to be the Falcons' week one starter, you know, you're looking at the young guy and you say, okay, we didn't know what this guy was going to be. So that gets you a little bit more excited. But um, Marcus Mariota was par for the course and uh, had a solid Friday night. And hopefully, you know, next week against the Jets, again, given some of the challenges that they may present for this offensive line, we'll sort of see how he handles things. Next week, talking about the Jets, and I guess now the, the the second game on the schedule now becomes the equivalent of what was the third game, like the dress rehearsal. I'm I'm been told by some, so I don't know if next week we expect to see the starters play longer in these games or play less. Last night, Arthur Smith promised that everybody would play, and and pretty much he did that. But you do know, you know, you want to limit how much people do at the same time while trying to grow the confidence in this team. And and you know, there was there was Drake London, whose injury, I understand, is not so severe. But the Jets, as we mentioned, they're dealing with something else with their quarterback. He went down last night. And so the wonder is, how much do you want to see your starters play in the next game? Yeah, that's, that's, that's always the difficult question, right? Um, where you, you want to get these guys reps to get them prepared for the season. Um, but at the same time, every rep that you give them opens up the risk for injuries. And, you know, the Zach Wilson thing that you're referring to is unfortunate. It was a non-contact injury. You would have, you know, those are really bad. And, you know, I guess we'll find out in the, in the coming days sort of the severity of it. It sounds like it's not that severe, but you never know with those things. And it's kind of the same situation with Drake London. A lot of the Falcons' expectation is tied to their young wide receiver. So that's a challenge for Arthur Smith. But, um, you know, I think he's up for that challenge. Clearly, he's, he's um, learned from... I guess you could say the error of his ways last summer where the Falcons basically did not play their starters. And then we saw a very lackluster week one performance. And I think he's trying to avoid that because he knows that the better this team can start their season, uh, the better for everything. So it's, it's a tough question to answer. Um, but I think what we saw last night was a, a nice sort of uh, medium uh, ground for him. The host of Locked On Falcons, that's Aaron Freeman, joining Sam and Greg here at Sports Radio, 92 on the game. 92.9thegame.com. You mentioned the coach, Aaron Smith. I mean, um, Arthur Smith. What kind of coach do you think you're going to see or would like to see him become in this second season with new toys, mainly a new toy at the quarterback position? But he now gets to make this team his own. Are we going to start to see a Tennessee-type you know, offense or, you know, obviously you don't have Derrick Henry there, but I guess what I'm asking is what, what, what area do you think we're going to see him spread his wings and make this team look like that we haven't seen uh, during the Matt Ryan era? 
Yeah, I think last night's game, you saw a really good glimpse of, of what Arthur Smith wants to be from an identity standpoint, from a play calling standpoint. You know, they ran the football, they were balanced, they ran a lot of play action, a lot of bootlegs, taking advantage of their quarterback's mobility to get outside the pocket and make some plays with their legs as well as with their arm. So I, I expect that to carry over into the regular season. Um, to me, you know, I've been a person that was very critical of Arthur Smith's play calling last year. I thought it was very lackluster. Um, but, you know, I'm hoping to see improved performance and from that area, and, and particularly in the red zone. I think that's an area where we were kind of promised, given Tennessee's success in that realm for the years that he was the play caller there, and we didn't really see much improvement from the Falcons' red zone offense. And now with the expectation that you're going to have, you know, bigger receivers, Drake London, Brian Edwards, uh, a couple of tight ends that they've picked up, um, you, you, you feel like they're going to – really move the needle in that regard. Um, and if we see significant improvement there, even if we don't necessarily see significant gains elsewhere on the team, I think that will certainly go a long way to giving us a lot more confidence, or at least giving me a lot more confidence in Arthur Smith moving forward. Getting ready to wrap things up here, uh, spending time this morning on the waitfor.com hotline. To talk, <laughs> um, talk about the defensive side. Really, I'm touching on the defensive side. And, uh, and some people maybe jumped off the page to you there last night. Yeah, um, you know, the starting defense did not look great against the Lions' offense. You know, the Lions, one of the few bright spots of the Lions' team is their offensive line, and they really kind of controlled the line of scrimmage. And so the front seven didn't really perform up to what you expect. I thought the secondary played reasonably well for the Falcons starters, uh, given their limited exposure. Um so that's something that needs to improve uh, moving forward with the front seven getting better. But I, I thought we saw some good performances, particularly from the Falcons' depth. Uh, D. Alford made a big play late in the game on an interception. You saw some of the young players on the defensive line, an, an area of the roster where they're relatively finished, um, sort of step up and give you a little bit more hope that there's some young, talented players that they can develop. So the defense is a work in progress. I think Dean Pease kind of showed you what he wants to do. He brought some pressure, um, and that really, you know, slowed down the Lions' backup quarterbacks, and hopefully it will slow down starting quarterbacks uh, this regular season. Well, Aaron, we appreciate you getting up and spending some time with us this morning. Yes, sir. And hope you're going to come back and visit with the summer as we progress uh, along the road this season. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll see if we have more exciting moments, if we can throw some more touchdowns to uh, lacrosse players. Uh, that would, be... <laughs> yes, sir. I'm saying I'm just going to keep saying that. Yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I look forward to you guys. Really appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Thanks, thanks Aaron. We appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's all sorts of ways to look at what we saw last night up in Detroit. Um, either way, it's very positive. So if you don't have much to say about the defense, okay, cool. But we'll see. As you said, next week is the game. Since we're down to three preseason games, we're going to see a little bit more of what we're going to see going into that opening weekend. So, anyway, looking forward to that. I got a special announcement. I just found out something, Sam. Uh-oh, uh-oh, oh my. I got a guy who's going to be joining us Yikes. next. Ooh. We're going to have another guest during casting call. It's Bill Seller. When you scroll down past the jobs in front of the camera, let you find out how you can find the jobs behind the camera, get your certificate for the Georgia Department of Labor, you will find two contacts I have provided for you for those of you who want to get into the world of voiceover work. One of them is Bill Seller. 
he take it from soup to nuts, or he will be specific to your needs. If you just want to record some things, if you just need some information about your setup, he's got all that for you. So I thought it was well time that we get Bill to come on the show and talk. He's done radio here in Atlanta before, but I know that uh, Eric had a question for you, and you might too. Bill Seller is going to join us next during casting calls. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Thank you for letting us be a part of your Saturday morning. I was just enjoying it. You know what out of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. On this uh, this 13th day of August, as I'm killing time here for a second, um, what was it that happened on this day? I wanted to mention movie-related. Oh, oh um, um, Bonnie and Clyde oh. was released. Wow. Yeah. Famous uh, Faye Dunaway and uh, uh, Warren, Warren Beatty, Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. and a, a a what's his name that and and Denver Pyle was in it. The, you know this dude. You've seen him in everywhere. He was in all those TV shows and whatever back in the day. And he was he was on Andy. Griffith. He was the, he was the head of the Darlin family uh, on on an Andy Griffith show. Right, 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 right. <laughs> He's old Briscoe Darlin. <laughs> anyway, that happened on this day. Also, roller derby was born on this day went to see it once really yeah okay. i mean i mean the back in the day roller derby. we still have some roller games we have some of that here in, in the area yeah uh but, but the back in the day roller derby that used to come on tv all the time i, I frankie balladeris don't ask me why i remember that name it popped into my head frankie balladeris i think i'm probably pronouncing it wrong but anyway all right, you know the casting call. It's up at uh, 92.9thegame.com slash casting call. We give you a fresh list every week. It's me trying to get you guys to grab some of this money that is flying through the air with the industry here. Um, I was looking at the um, um, the new Jamie Foxx movie that's getting ready to get out where Snoop Dogg actually plays a hitman in this thing. Just the projects continue to, to just overrun the state, and, and there's – no greater opportunity than now to be a part of them, especially as an extra. You don't have to worry about getting headshots. You don't have to worry about getting an agent. You just need to look like whatever they're looking for that particular week. So I have the list of job opportunities in front of the camera listed there. You'll also find the list of the casting directors. So if you don't see a a specific need that they have that fits you this week, you can check back tomorrow or the day after because they're constantly posting opportunities. I have a link to the Georgia Department of Labor, where you can get that certificate number, if you will, for the um, minors that may be in your family or anybody else who's under 18 years old. I have two voiceover connections. Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, which does a number of things, one of which is uh, I go there and tape some of my interviews when I'm when I'm auditioning for things. So that connection is there, and, and, and who to contact is on 929thegame.com slash casting call. But the other one is Bill Seller. And Bill Seller is an old friend of mine. And Bill and I go back um, 
to uh, a good friend of ours. This is actually where I got real. I think I met him once maybe before uh, we met with Deborah Richards. Deborah Richards, who was a longtime radio personality. She got into voiceover work, a preeminent voiceover talent and, and teacher in the city. And Bill was was working in tandem with her. And then he took over her studio and he's helped me with my demo and other people. But I've got him on the list. And I thought it was time, Sam, that we introduce Bill to the audience and have him describe what's kind of what the call would be like were you to be somebody interested who was just starting off doing voiceover work don't know anything about it don't have any equipment at the house and the path that he takes you down to uh to get you started and so i want to first of all uh, introduce mr seller mr crenshaw and eric slaughter our producer and welcome, welcome you to the show this morning man thanks for getting up no thank you for having me guys how are you doing great great to have you this morning good and, and before we get started, I you know I can't believe you didn't mention this, Craig. Uh, Denver Pyle, come on, man. Uncle Jesse from Dukes of Hazard. Uh, uh, see, now, I did. I, I messed that up. <laughs> <laughs> Bill is Bill is full of insignificant information like me too because he's also done yeah. radio here in Atlanta. And I'm very old, so there's a lot of stuff up in here that uh, <laughs> that doesn't matter. But anyway, so it, it, without getting into too much detail, let's just let's let the people who are listening know. I've always thought about getting into voiceover work. I have talked about a number of scenarios, which, by the way, you have. Maybe you got the equipment. Maybe you need a couple more pieces. Maybe you just want to find a place to record. We can get into all that. But let's just say the person who calls you up that has no equipment but wants to get into this, what's the process that you take them through? Well, the first thing I explain is uh, that, yes, yes, this can be a side hustle, but you have to treat it as a business, right? Uh, if you're going to do this, you need to do it correctly. And, and that does include getting training, and that does include being able to set up a good studio at home. Because when COVID hit, voiceover changed. Pre-COVID, uh, you get hired for a job, they'd send you to a local studio, and you would do the job there. Um, but when COVID hit, they found out, hey, we have the technology now, and people are able to build what's called broadcast-quality studios in their homes. For not a lot of and money, so, too. Let's put that – yeah, let's put that yeah well, I was going to say – Not a lot of money. And my, 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 my next thing was that you can do that without spending a fortune. Uh, and that's, that's part of what we go over when, when you come to work with me. But, you know, the first thing I always ask everybody, and I'll throw this out to you guys, uh, when I say to you voiceover, what are the top three kinds of jobs that come to mind? Greg, you don't get to play because you're you – I'm not going to. Stuff. I tell Sam. Yeah. Sam, what do you think? Wow. Um, the top three kinds of jobs for voiceover. Animation. Right. Um, commercials. Commercial. Yeah. Commercial. Gotcha. And, uh, well, I mean, any type of advertisement, but that's commercial as well. Well, yeah, so re really what I get, you got two out of the three there. Okay. Sam. I, I always get animation slash video games, uh, commercials, and audio books is okay. what I get. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, uh, but I, and, and those are all great. Don't get me wrong. And they all pay the bills. But there is such a vast array of jobs out there, right? Beyond that, there's uh, on-hold messaging, right? When you call, like, you know, a company. Thanks wow. for calling so-and-so. Okay. Press one for this. Press right. two yeah. for that. Yeah. Uh, narration, which is a, a very wide umbrella, covers things like e-learning. Audiobooks falls under narration. Uh, corporate videos. And within corporate videos, there's three or four categories of those. So it, it's really funny that we're surrounded by voiceover but don't really realize it in our everyday lives. So what I talk to people about is the what I offer and what it takes to – get yourself going in the business. 
So when people call, we talk about that. I talk about, you know, the coaching that I offer, which is basically an eight-week program. We go over things like copy interpretation, proper audition techniques. I teach you how to edit. Uh, you get a couple of demos, how to set up your studio at home. I consult on that. So it's, it's kind of a full package. Um, I have a relationship with several agencies here in town. So if you're working with me, you do get a chance to do uh, some actual agency type auditions as well. So, you know, when, when I talk to people about it, mostly it is how serious are you going to be? How really badly do you, or that's correct. I'm not even sure <laughs> how badly do you want to do this? Um, and uh, if you want to do it, you know, I'll, I'll help you make it happen. So, Mr. Sellers, and I feel like I know you because Greg talks about you yeah, so he does. often. Yeah, he does. And we've had conversations both on air and off air about the work that you do. And, you know, I've asked him, like, you know, if I wanted to get into it, you know, what the process would be. And he said, well, call Bill and, and give him my name. The question I would have, and I want this for our listeners, you know, people out there think, well, if I want to be a voiceover, I got to be James Earl Jones, have that kind of voice. I got to be Dennis Haysbert, have that kind of voice. What would you say to the regular person? Look, you have a regular voice. You still can just do this. You don't have to be uh, blue from the temptations. Right. <laughs> uh, and first of all, if we're going to stay friends, uh, call me Bill, not Mr. Seller. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know what? It's funny. Uh, Ten years ago, I would have said, yeah, you got to have that kind of voice. But today, uh, no, it doesn't matter. Um, just listen to the stuff out there. Listen, you know, I always bring up the example. Have you heard the research or seen the, am I allowed to, I, I can mention a product, right? Greg, are we okay with that? Sorry, we'll edit it out. <laughs> no, no, go, go ahead, Bill. Yeah. Can we, uh, yeah, for example, uh, the guy who's doing the recent television commercials for Papa John's, uh, not your typical voice. He's got a little bit of a, a thing going on with his R's. He's got a different lilt to his voice. And, and, and 10 years ago, I would have said, yeah, but now, most everything we see in the business is uh, no announcer. That's one of the biggest things that you see when you get an audition. So, no, you don't need to have that announcer type voice to answer your question. Yeah, it's bow time for Bojangles. You hear that? They yeah. they are I've, they are targeting the, the the region that this commercial runs in. So right. again, th go ahead, Sam. I got uh, one more question, Bill. I mean, because one thing that Greg always talks about is young people and getting young people involved. You know, with, with extras work and you know the the paperwork they fill out and get involved because. Some, um, some you know, productions are looking for kids of certain ages. What about for voice? Because, you know, kids get to a certain age, the voice changes and things like that. So, <laughs> so what age is too young to do this? Well, there, there's no age that's too young, just that when that voice changes, you have to redo your demo, right? You have to – you always want to present who you are at the time as truthfully as you can. So I have worked with kids. And I have reworked with kids because they, they did have their voice change. Uh, the other interesting thing is that a lot of times what you think is a kid that you're hearing is a 21-year-old, right? Um, for years, you know, the voice of uh, Bart Simpson, who sounds like a little kid, has been a grown woman. So uh, that's the beauty of voiceover, right? You, you don't have to look like anything to get the part. You just have to sound right, and you have to be able to pull off whatever it is that that they're wanting you to be for that moment. And, uh, boy, that's a, that's a lot of avenues to go down and a lot of great ways to try to make some money. And, Bill, one of the things that I have said to the people who are considering putting that studio together, and, again, you don't need a lot of equipment. You need a, you know, if you got a laptop, you're going to get the, the cables and the microphone and stuff like that, you, a number of places to get that, and a little setup, maybe just a, um, an, an, an interface to boost the sound card that's within your, your um, 
uh, laptop, so everything sounds um, studio quality. But my point is, wherever room you decide to put this in, and again, whether you have a closed-in area and you're going to put the microphone in a walk-in closet so you give you that nice that nice right. sound, or you have windows where sometimes the, the school bus goes by, there are microphones that you can get that will knock out the ambient noise. But you put this in your house. Sam asked you about kids. We always talk about adults doing it. This is something that you can put in the house and have a quick conversation with everybody. Is It's here for all of us, but you better respect it when you use it, much like the stove. Everybody has access to the stove, but you teach kids. No, you don't use this yet, or if you do, you gotta you gotta treat it with care because right. you could put a studio in and like the the kid is doing commercials for you know Six Flags or Disney or whatever, and then the grown folks are doing them for whoever and 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 you know from liquor yeah. on down. So it's one of those it, things that be, everybody can be a part of. Absolutely, and and you know what you mentioned it. Most people that I work with start in a walk-in closet. Uh, because with the clothes that are in there and with uh, the other things that you can do to secure the sound of that room, that's a very affordable way to get going. And, uh, and most of my folks do start in a closet. There's other ways that, uh, you know, you, I've, I've got a whole bunch of stuff that I recommend. You can find that and more about my coaching and all that on the website at BillDoesVoices.com. But I have a whole page of recommended gear, so you can kind of get an idea of what you're looking at. I, uh, <laughs> the stuff I recommend, I tried to put up there the three different levels, right? Uh, the price of just getting started, a middle price of, well, I've made some money, I can upgrade, and then whew, not even close yet. Really expensive, right? Depending on how what you want to do. Right. I will never tell anybody how to spend their money, Greg, but I will definitely give you the options on, on what's out there. So you can find that at BillDoesVoices.com. And you're right, the, the studio, once it's up and built, is not a plaything. It, it's, it's a place of business, and, and it should be treated like that. And uh, lastly, if they want to send you an email, they got some questions for you. They can go to the website, but you have an email address, too? They can reach it out to you? It is Bill. Yes, I kept it simple. Bill at BillDoesVoices.com. And I, I keep it simple for me, really, not for anybody else. Um, well, <laughs> fewer words. <laughs> I wanted to bring you on because you've been a part of Casting Call since, uh, well, for a long time here. And, and like we've said, had we some people. <laughs> yeah, and listen, folks that listen to the station, remember Willie P. He's moved on, but Willie P. has uh, been yep. a client of yours. We sent him over there, and we've had some other folks within the business. So just because you've been in radio or, or television for a long time doesn't mean you can't use some coaching. And the one thing about this business, and I'll end with this, no matter how long you've been doing this, it is always good to have somebody else listen to your demo, listen to what you're doing, because you don't hear yourself like others do. So the most seasoned voiceover work, uh, voiceover artists have others listening to their demos to make sure yep. they're getting the right sound because, again, you just don't hear it that way. Bill, appreciate you getting up and being a part of the show. Folks are going to probably reach out to you, but, again, I wanted you to be introduced to our audience because I mention you every week. And so good luck to you, and thank you for uh, for getting up and being with us. Uh, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, that's Bill Seller. As we hit the 9 o'clock hour, more Falcons talk, more Braves talk, and stuff we haven't even thought of yet. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 